Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. Hope isn't just for the major events going on around the world. Sometimes it's for the struggles going on in our own hearts and minds. This week, we talk about the hope we have for anxiety. Follow along in Philippians 4, verses 4 through 7. We hope you enjoy the message. We are in week three of our Hope series, and believe it or not, we are talking about hope within this series. If you remember, week one, we kind of defined hope, biblical hope, being that it's not just wishful thinking. It's not just like, I hope I get this thing for my birthday, or I hope that my parents do this in the summer, like that we get to go on this vacation, but it is like an assured thing. It is for sure going to happen. It's more like the hope that we have for spring break and for summer vacation. Like, man, my hope is in spring break. You probably have not said it before, but that's kind of what biblical hope is. Like spring break is going to happen. Maybe some of you have already had it happen, Uh, but summer break will happen. Like you will get time off. It's not, I hope that spring break comes or I hope that summer vacation comes. No, it definitely will. And in the same way, we can have that kind of hope in, in Jesus, in God, knowing that, hey, one day he will do away with all things that are sad and make, make it happy. He will do uh, take all wrongs and make them right, that one day all those things will be true, but also in the here and now, we are able to have hope knowing who he is, what he's done, and what he is still up to in the world. And that's a little bit of what we're gonna be talking about this morning. You can go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Philippians chapter four. Uh, and kind of like Nathan said, we are talking about uh, pain and struggle and anxiety or maybe even some depression that we feel in the here and now. There are all kinds of situations that we need hope for in our world. Uh, we still need hope th- for this, this pandemic. Like we still want to see that, that this thing is completely over. I don't know if we're ever quite going to uh, eradicate COVID, but uh, we want to make things as safe as we possibly can. We look at a situation like what's going on in Ukraine, and I hope that you are continuing to pray for them. I know we've been praying as a family for them every single day and just praying that that war, that the fighting would, would stop uh, and, and that God would be the one who puts an end to it. And those are situations where like on a global scale, scale we need hope for those, those situations, those circumstances. But we know that closer to home, there's things we need hope for in our lives as well, whether it's something that's going on at school or with a, a group of friends that you're a part of or something in your own family. Or maybe something like we're kind of talking specifically towards today, which is just some things and struggles that are going on within your own mind and heart and and body. And specifically today in Philippians 4, this is one of the most popular passages that people go to when it comes to this thing called anxiety. And I know just statistically, it's, it's something like one in five people, like about 20% of America struggles with anxiety. And maybe it's not just all the time, but it comes and goes for one in five people, which would mean that on most rows in here, it's like one or two people on each row who would deal with or struggle with anxiety. And those are numbers that have continued to go up as our culture has become more obsessed with screens and our, and our phones, but also as we go through the pandemic and as we experience all the, the news reports and everything we're hearing from across the world in Ukraine, like those levels only go up. 
Uh, I think it is important to define what anxiety is because a lot of times people lump in anxiety and depression. And I guess we'll start with depression. Uh, this, both of these can be very serious. There's, there's varying degrees of anxiety and varying degrees of depression. But if you are struggling with either one of these, uh, maybe you, you don't know it because you didn't know exactly what they were. Uh, so maybe defining it will help you. And if it helps you identify like, hey, this might be something I'm struggling with or, or you struggle with in the future, then the next step would be like, let's do something about it. It. Let's talk about it. Let's tell somebody about it and see if we can find you some help. So depression, it really is just like a deep, deep, prolonged sadness. Normally depression is not like, hey, you woke up this morning, it was cold outside, and so you were sad, right? Like that's not, that's not depression, even though somebody may have, you know, Snapchat or whatever to your friends, like, I'm depressed today, the weather, man, and we lost an hour of sleep. That's, that's not depression. Depression would be for like two weeks or longer, you're just experiencing this deep sadness. And it can come up for all different reasons, or maybe it just comes up for no reason at all. But if you have found yourself in a moment like that, or maybe you're in a moment like that right now where you're like, man, I, I've just been in a funk. Maybe you just would call it a funk or whatever word or phrase you would use for that. And, and it's just been for weeks where you're just not feeling yourself. It, it may be time to, to tell somebody. And I don't, I don't say that like scare you or anything, but, but man, like, you don't have to live in that. Like, you don't have to carry that on your own. So maybe for you, you've been dealing with de- depression and you do need to tell somebody. The difference uh, with anxiety is that anxiety, like, can have some sadness, but it's not always associated with sadness. Anxiety, maybe the best definition that I've uh, seen for it is, is kind of a, an image, and it's that of, I just, I just feel like I'm drowning, Like there's all these circumstances and all these issues. Anxiety uh, brings a lot of worry. It brings a lot of nervousness. Um, That's anxiety to the point where you just feel like, man, I I don't know where to go. I don't know where to turn. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. You just feel trapped. You feel imprisoned. You feel like you're, you're drowning. And anxiety can come on for a lot of different reasons. Um, it, It can occur because of all the things that you've got going on at school. It can occur because of things that you see on the other side of the world. It can occur because of insecurities that you or I have uh, about our own selves, about our own lives, about our own families. It can occur for a lot of different reasons. But anxiety can, can be very serious. Not only is it a battle of the mind where like mentally you just can't stop worrying or you can't stop being nervous or concerned with all these things that are out of your control. Which by the way, I mean, if, if you don't think that anxiety is a real thing, just think about how few things you actually have control of in this world and it might start to cause you some anxiety because we have very little control over 99.9% of the things in this world and that's what often causes people to be, to be anxious. Anxiety can not just attack the mind and the heart, but it can also mess with the body. It can do things to your heart, like make your heart beat a lot faster if you're dealing especially with like a, a, an anxiety attack or a panic attack. Uh, it can, uh, can kind of make you nervous and shaky. It can make your breath, uh, make it harder to breathe. Like you take shorter breaths. The anxiety and depression can be very, very serious issues for sure. And so in, in uh, Philippians chapter four, Paul is in a situation where he could have been and probably was experiencing some levels of anxiety himself. I mean, he's actually writing this letter from prison. Like we feel trapped mentally or or maybe in some way you are physically trapped by the circumstances that we're in. But as I'm looking around here, none of us are actually like behind bars in prison, wondering what the next step is, what the guards are going to say to us or do to us today, if we're going to end up losing our life because of the situation that we 
are in, but Paul was physically writing this from prison, and I, I have to imagine that he had some anxiety around it. Again, I said this is one of the most popular uh, passages for dealing with anxiety, but really, you could put like any hard situation or circumstance uh, into this passage, and I think that, that it would still be speaking to you wherever you are. So the reason we're reading this this morning is because as much as we need hope for situations around the world or that are happening around us, we also need situations, we also need hope for the things that are happening in our own heart and our own mind. We need hope for anxiety. And it's been, it's been almost like three years since we had a message on anxiety. And I know that, that many of you, when you hear these words, and maybe you read this passage for the first time or the first time in a long time, that there is a need, even in our middle schoolers, even in you guys, to, to know, hey, what am I supposed to do with my anxiety? Where is there hope when I just feel like I'm drowning or I'm trapped? So that's what we're going we're gonna to read about this morning. So... Philippians chapter four, we're gonna read verses four through seven. Remember, Paul is writing this from prison and here is what he says. It's kind of crazy. Here's where we're starting in verse four. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. So Paul, right? Like I I didn't stutter when I said he's writing from prison, like writing in a situation where most of us would be experiencing some level of fear, some level of anxiety, some level of nervousness and worry. And surely Paul Paul was human like the rest of us. Like sometimes I think we we think that Paul just was like the, the second Jesus or something, right? But no, he was human like the rest of us. He had some anxiety, and, and especially in circumstances like this, he, he would have been feeling some of the same feelings that, that we would. And yet, one of his words to the readers of this, the early readers, and to us 2,000 years later, is to find joy in the Lord no matter what you're going through. Rejoice in him. Celebrate what you have in him even when you're going through really hard times. Let's keep reading. Like, how, how are you able to do that, Paul? Clearly, he knows something that maybe many of us in here don't or that we are just really quick to forget. He says, let your, reasonable, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. He's saying, hey, live out the things that you say believe in front of everyone, even when you are going through a really hard time. Verse six says, do not be anxious about anything. This is how you live out what you believe. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Man, how do we, how do we find a solution? How do we find an antidote to our anxiety? How do we not be anxious about anything, but with everything? What are we supposed to do with it in order to achieve this in order to reach this place of, man, I can have joy. I can find joy no matter what the circumstances. Here's part of what Paul says right here. Take all of it to God. All of it. And I, I want you to hear, for a lot of people who deal with anxiety or even uh, people who are dealing with depression, when you go and you, and you take those things to a counselor or to a doctor, I'm not telling you not to do the things that they're asking you. Because sometimes they would say like, hey, well, here's a breathing technique or here's, you should set your mind on, on happy thoughts or they, they have all these kind of solutions. And I'm not saying don't do that. But here's what I'm saying as a Christian is that we do have the source of the peace that we need when it comes to our anxiety and our pain and our struggles and Paul is saying that too. If we have the source, 
then let's go to the source. Let, let's let that be the first place we go to and one of the places we keep coming back to. And, and again, if you're a counselor or your doctor saying, hey, these are also like to help your body calm down, to help your mind calm down. Yes, do the breathing things. Do the setting your, your thoughts on these things. But we as Christians have to take our anxieties, our troubles, our struggles to the Lord by prayer and supplication. Supplication is just asking God, hey God, I don't know what to do about this. Will you do something on my behalf? Do you take your struggles, your anxieties, your burdens, your fears, your moments of feeling trapped or imprisoned or drowning, do you take those things to God? What does that look like? Or if you're like me, do you just try to, I'll just handle it on my own. Or I'll just stuff it under the rug, under your bed, whichever you prefer, and deal with it later. I know that a lot of times that's my first reaction. What would it look like for us if our first reaction was to take things to God? And then Paul invites us into this like subtle mindset shift. Hey, take everything to God with prayer, with asking or supplication. And what if we offered our thanks to God? He says our Thanksgiving, that's not just a holiday, right? But he then invites us, hey, and, and turn in that moment Turn in that moment to God and be thankful for what he has given you and the things that he has put in place around you, the people that he's put around you. What if you just did that slight mindset shift towards thankfulness, even in moments where it seems really hard to be thankful, even in moments where it seems really hard to find joy? And then what happens as a result of that? In verse seven, it says, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. If you want to know how to find peace in the midst of your anxiety and your struggle and your pain, Paul says, turn to God and that when you do, he is faithful to bring peace that guards your heart and guards your mind. Why do we need to guard our heart and our minds? Because isn't that in the times that we're struggling, in the times that we're anxious, nervous, fearful, whatever, isn't that where we're being targeted? Is in our minds. We get so caught up and trapped in our own minds and in our hearts. Like, man, does God even really care? Is he even really there? Does anybody know what I'm going through? Our hearts and minds are two of the biggest places that need to be guarded. And Paul says that that's what our God will do when you need him to do it, is he will guard your heart and your mind with his peace. That surpasses all understanding. Does it mean that you're taken on, uh, out of your circumstance immediately? No, I mean, Paul continues to write the rest of this letter from prison. Even though he knows these things, even though he's practicing these things, does it, does it immediately like take, take your mind and now you're never gonna worry about anything again? Probably not. Sometimes God does those things. Sometimes he takes you from that circumstance. Sometimes he may take it out of your mind and it's never a struggle again but not always, not usually. And so we have to keep coming back to him, keep going to him, keep taking our anxieties and our struggles and our pains to him so that he can let peace be what guards our hearts and our minds. And you may be saying, but isn't this, isn't this exactly what you're saying? Like it's just that whole set your mind on happy thoughts and that's what's gonna be true for you and of you. Like, then, uh, then you're just saying that the anxiety is gone, or the, the depression, the sadness becomes happy. Here's why this is so different for the Christian, is because it's not just about, hey, hey, setting your minds, and, and then it's going to be taken care of, but it's actually more about 
who is with us in the midst of setting our minds, where we are getting that peace from, and that it's not that we're reaching far out and saying, God, just give us a little bit of that peace, give us a little bit of that comfort, take away our anxieties, please, God. But it's it's that he's closer than we realize in the form of the Holy Spirit. You guys can read this one later, but in John chapter 14, Jesus is giving uh, some words to his disciples. It's kind of like his deathbed moment. He's not laying down while he says these things, I don't think, but he's basically on his deathbed. He knows that in just a a few short hours, he's going to be crucified. He's going to be arrested, he's going to be put on trial, and he's going to be crucified and killed. And so he's got this last moment, this this last supper, where he's giving his disciples some, some words, some final things that that he wants to tell them. And it's not things like, hey, get as much money as you can before you leave this world or uh, make sure that you play all the video games that you want before you leave this world. But, but one of the things that he says is, hey, it's actually better that I leave you because I'm, I'm not leaving you alone. Even though I'm physically not gonna be with you, here's what I'm doing is I am sending the helper. And the helper is the Holy Spirit who if you are a Christian, if you are somebody who's put your faith and your trust in Jesus, then you actually have the Holy Spirit. You are a temple of God. This is a crazy, like big picture of scripture kind of thing, but you are a temple of God and the Holy Spirit in some wild way that we can't fully put our hands or minds around. He lives within you. And Jesus says, not only is he a helper, but the very next lines that he says is, hey, my peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you, And this peace is coming from the Holy Spirit. In fact, in many ways, this peace is the Holy Spirit. The peace that we're talking about isn't just a feeling. It isn't just a word. But the peace that Paul is experiencing is, it's a person. It's the Holy Spirit. He is the one who embodies peace. He is the one who is offering this peace to Paul and offering this peace to you and me that everything we go through, no matter how hard, no matter how trying, no matter how many times our circumstances bring us to our knees, no matter how many times in our own mind we feel trapped or like we're drowning, in all of those things, God is right there with you. What is our hope when it comes to anxiety? It's that God is with us in all of it. God is with us in all of it. And while he may not take it away in the moment, Not only do we have a hope for now that God is with us wherever we go, whatever we're dealing with, whatever our struggle is, but one day he will take it all away. It is for sure, it is assured that we have a final hope as well as a present hope because of Jesus. How does it change things knowing that God is with you through no matter what you're going through, that any moment you can just, you don't have to reach out You don't even have to call very hard or very far because he's right there with you knowing what you're going through. I know that that has been an extreme comfort to me over the last few months as I've dealt with some anxiety myself. And so I know Jesus is with you there too, young, young Harrison. I know that it can be a comfort to you as well that in your anxieties, in your struggles, the Holy Spirit is with you and does offer you peace that surpasses understanding. Let me pray. God, thanks even for the funny moments of Harrison telling us that he's hungry. I pray uh, just for all of us in this room, God, I know that at some point each of us is, is likely to deal with some level of anxiety, of worry, of nervousness, 
these moments where we feel and, and know that everything is, is pretty much out of our control. Help us not to set our minds on those things, but to be reminded that you are with us, that you are offering us peace wherever we go. May some of us experience that peace today, this week, and in the weeks and months to come. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.